beautiful, awesome, courageous woman of God listening to this. Thank you for joining our six-week podcast, Divine Discussion Series. We're here to dive into two fundamental truths. One, God is good. And two, we women like to talk. We like to self-reflect and we certainly value our relationships. So we might as well take some time to talk about how good that God really is. And we'll take six episodes to talk about three key areas as it relates to our relationship with God and our faith. We'll spend two episodes discussing our direct relationship that we have with God, all the amazing things that he's done in our lives, everything that he's doing right now, and everything that he will continue to do, how to pray, how to really deepen that relationship. And by the way, go back and listen to episode one so that you can tune in to Maisie Hartsfield's unique and special testimony of her relationship with God and the power of grace, a very passionate discussion on prayer for episode two with Laura McKay, and a deeply moving discussion on identity and how Christ sees us with Melissa Minor. So today, we will be discussing leading an aligned life with God by doing the things that we enjoy and are actually good at using the gifts and abilities that God gives us for his purposes. And as usual, to remind you, these audio podcast episodes are meant to be paired with the one-on-one facilitated video sessions that you are welcome to do on your own with a friend or in a group study. In each of these episodes, we'll highlight a special guest, leader, and influencer of Bay Hope Church to share her own unique insights into our discussion. So for our fourth episode, we are here today to honor one particular woman to help us discuss utilizing the gifts and abilities that God gives us. So help me to welcome worship leader here at Bay Hope Church, Miss Whitney Miller. Thank you so much, Whitney, for joining us today. Hi, Sam. Hey, Whitney. How are you doing? Amazing. What good, about good. you? You know what? I think it's kind of funny that you said that we're here to honor me because I'm very honored to be here. Oh, so it feels it feels a little upside down, but I appreciate it. Well, I'm very excited to have you. And I know that some of our listeners, of course, will be a part of the Bay Hope family. Um, and know all about you and your amazing gifts that you bring us every Sunday, but there are going to be many listeners that don't know you. So for an appropriate introduction, why don't you just share who you are and a little bit about what you do around Bay Hope Church? Well, my name is Whitney Miller. Um, I have been on staff here for a handful of years. I grew up here, um, and I currently am the associate worship leader. Um, and so the worship team as a whole, we all kind of work together and we have our specific areas that we're responsible for. And so usually you'll see me at Lakeshore, um, but I'll help out in other areas and lead in other areas sometimes to fill in. Um, and really like what you see on the weekend is just like the tip of the iceberg, really maybe like less than a 40th of, you know, cause we're on stage, a very small percentage of the time and so there's a lot of other stuff we do we uh are developing our volunteer team all that kind of stuff so um that is what I do and awesome. who I am sort of a lot that happens behind the scenes to make the magic happen on stage so what would you say is your favorite part of being a part of the Bay Hope community specifically um 
I think that it has a lot of integrity and um, the deeper that you get into churches and like a lot of people who work at churches will say this, like you can kind of idealize like, oh man, how great would it be if like my workplace was like all Christians and we just like prayed during work hours and like this, that, and the other. Um, and it is very awesome. But the experience for a lot of people is that that shift can be really disappointing because people are still people and pastors and people that work for the church it's it's hard not to get jaded sometimes because you you hear about a lot of scandal and a lot of it, things seeming really good face value and then you kind of dig into it and it kind of lacks some integrity that you would hope was there um and that's what i love about bay hope about the community about our leadership is that i feel like it really has some integrity and and the the further down you dig, it's not perfect, but I think that we have a lot of integrity, and I, I really appreciate that. It's beautiful. Oh. So one of the things that I'll just authentically say about Whitney that I love is she has this awesome ability to gather the masses and community at any given time, and she's also really good at adapting her environment of who she's with from working with youth to her peers to her singing gifts and talents on a weekly basis so that's why I thought she would specifically be perfect for this episode and discussing our gifts and talents that God gives us so to kick this topic off the right way I just want to share a very short excerpt from a devotional and then we'll get Whitney's take on it so God has entrusted us with gifts and talents but too often, we let fear hold us back. We're hiding our gifts. We're hiding our talents. We're hiding our personality. We're afraid to come out of our shell, afraid that we might not be accepted. It's time to quit hiding. If God has given you the gift to sing, start singing. If you can write, start writing. If you can lead, start leading. If you can build, start building. If you can teach, start teaching. That gift doesn't do you or anyone else any good if you keep it to yourself. It has to be released. Your gift may seem small, but when you develop it, big doors will open. You don't have to have a great gift for God to use you in a great way. God's word doesn't say that you have to have a big gift, an important gift, an impressive gift. Whatever you have, if you develop it and you keep getting better, it will open doors of opportunity, doors of promotion and doors of influence. So I want to give the floor over to Whitney and ask, hey, what's your what's your take on that? Well, I, I mean, as I'm listening to you read this, I'm like, I don't really have business talking about this because I think there are seasons in my life where maybe I overcame fear to like do what I thought God called me to do, but that's like an obedience thing your whole life. And like, I don't always crush that. Like that's, that's a, I guess sometimes I think it's like a, I would like to think that it's like one moment that you can check off, but, um, we're called to be faithful every day, our whole lives. Um, and I have seasons where I'm really good at that. And I have seasons where I get really complacent. Um, 
And I have to remember, like, am I letting fear hold me back from giving the way that God's called me to give? Um, also, yeah, that was like towards the beginning, you were talking about fear. Um, and I, something I would probably say to my, well, I guess I could say this to myself, yeah, now as well, but like my younger self is like the fear that's holding you back is the fear of rejection. That's not necessarily true for everybody, but that is almost always true for me. Um, and stepping out in faith in times has led to rejection. Like it now I'm like doing what I want to do and I'm like getting up in front of people and like I'm part of a team and all that kind of stuff that I really love. But like sometimes rejection can be like a really good tool. And sometimes like it's good. Sometimes you need that to prepare you for what God has for you. So I don't know. I I don't know if I can live up. Well, I don't know if I am living up to this right now. But what I would tell myself is like, good, maybe you will get rejected. Like, who cares? If you're being faithful to what God's called you to do, and you maybe are walking, trying to walk through a door that gets closed, great. Now you know that's not the door. You know, anyway. Um, and then one of the last things that you said was about doors being open to you. And I think that that plays into, like, for me personally, that plays into, like, expectation of, like, what your faithfulness is going to lead to. Um, and in my mediumly long or short life, whatever, however long I've lived, which is 28 years. So it's like, I'm not super young. I'm not super old, whatever. Um, that has not looked the way that I thought it was going to look. And that doesn't mean that you've failed, but I think we need to be really open-handed with what we think that's going to look like. Um, and like, we need to understand I guess we need to be really focused on why we're doing what we are doing. And that is to love God, to align ourselves with the calling that he has for us, which essentially is just to love him and love people. So that can look a million different ways, you know. And so whatever my expectation of that is could very much not be what God has for me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not serving my purpose, you know. Um, So those are my thoughts. I love, what do you think? Yeah, about I, love, I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I think that you bring up a really good point about fear. Because every body and every woman listening to this mm -hmm. has fear around her gifts, her talents, her abilities, her potential may manifest in different ways. And it's about how do we really make our faith bigger than the fear? Sure. What what are your thoughts in terms of how we can make faith bigger than fear? Yeah, well, I, something I've been doing like the last couple years when I notice that I'm like really anxious or really fearful is like, 
kind of playing out like, okay, well, what are you actually afraid of? If this situation went as poorly as possible, would things still be okay? And usually the answer is yes. What if I put myself out here and all these people laugh at me and they're not even my friend anymore because of what I did or like the way that I put myself out there? I mean, that's just one example. I talk to a lot of, I I have a middle school small group, so that's probably like a middle school um, example, but I think we feel that throughout our whole lives. You know, what if I am totally rejected? What happens? It's going to hurt. I'm going to learn. Am I going to stop living, stop doing what I'm going to do? Like, I could, but I don't have to, you know? Um, And in the end, like, everything's pretty much going to be okay. Yeah. That's my tactic right now. I love it. So I think what you're saying is essentially play out that worst case scenario and then think about, how could I grow through that? What could I learn from it? Or how do I improve upon that situation? Sure. If that worst case scenario were to happen just mm-hmm. to overcome the fear? Well, and usually it doesn't. Like it it never, things, that's back to expectation. Things never play out the way that we think they are. Almost never. So it probably won't even get that bad. <laughs> right. So, you know, God has made us handcrafted in his specific image. And we all have, I think, a unique set of passions, whether that be things or people or missions that we love, values that we believe in and gifts and abilities that he gives us in order to fulfill a need and a great service for others. And I think that being able to live that aligned life over the fear means doing the things that we're good at and that we enjoy also finding what the world needs more of through God and determining where all of those three things intersect so that we can really be fulfilling the purposes that God has for us. So in that regard, Whitney, what do you feel for you? What do you love and what are you good at? When do you feel the most aligned with God? Um, well, I mean, I love to lead worship. I... And what were the three things? Can you remind me? So what you enjoy. Yeah. uh, And what you know that you're good at. Sure. And what you feel that people need more of through your gifts. Um, Well, okay. I love leading worship and that is like sort of a given. It's what I do as a job. That doesn't mean I'm like fantastic at it, but like I'm trying to get better at it. Um, And there's a certain amount of gifting that you have to have to entry level, you know, get there. And I think that the repetition, like doing something, so, you know, I'll lead worship every week on a Sunday, most weeks on a Sunday, um, and online you can join whenever, but I am there on Sundays. Um, the repetition of just remind, of singing words and saying words that are true to remind us about who God is, the repetition of that, because our brains are a lot more malleable I think than we oftentimes give them credit for credit for I think that it it truly does transform our mind over time you know like um but I think that that is something that I need that is something that everybody needs is to very slowly and with consistency even like hack our brains to shape them into a brain that is framed with faith, sort of like what we just talked about, like 
a brain that immediately goes to, no, 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 this is what I know about God. This is who God is. These are truths. Because I am his child, these are truths about me. These are truths about God. This is the whole, this is the, I mean, we sing about the story of Jesus over and over and over again. And we talk about the story of Jesus. We're, while we're recording this, it's a couple weeks out from Easter. We celebrate that every stinking year, which is great. Like, but it, the repetition is something I think that we really need. And it's something that I feel really honored to be a part of yeah. is, I mean, really like, myself included like I'm part of this but like as a body we are choosing to reframe our thinking um to transform our minds that's awesome yeah. so it, it's it sounds to me like almost through the repetition and consistency of utilizing your gift you've allowed it to be something that reaffirms your faith on a regular basis yeah yeah it's a huge blessing to do. I'm very, I'm really thankful. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us about a time when you first remember like the internal recognition of, wow, I just sang a note and this actually sounded kind of good. Like, tell us about that time when you actually recognized your own gift. Um, when I recognize, I, I think the first time I started to feel a draw towards singing I don't think I did recognize that I think when I realized there was one instance that I had in middle school that in hindsight I thought about later and I was like oh that might have been the first time I really like was pulled to this but I was in middle school and we were walking down the hallway past the choir room and the girls are singing and they're doing their parts and I can remember feeling like this visceral feeling like deep in my heart in my sternum like the center of where I am just like oh my gosh that's like it that's so amazing that they can like these girls who are my age can like sing one part and then sing like things that are not the melody and it sounds good together and like it makes you feel something and I can remember my whole body just like kind of tensing up and like having this feeling and then what this kid that was in my class was like hey Whitney do you sing and I go, no, no, I would never. Like, that's not ever something I would ever do. And it's probably one of the biggest lies I've ever told in hindsight. Like, and I think, I don't know, he was sensing, like, this moment that I was having internally. Um, and I got involved a couple years later. I got involved with the student ministry leading worship um, for students and that was really when I started to fall in love with leading and with worship and like starting to really understand like what it does for us um and that was when I started getting interested in doing it as a job uh, this is so beautiful like as you were sharing I honestly got like some holy spirit tingles just because <laughs> I think that it's so beautiful when God gives us the opportunity to have such a green light and such a direction for how he intends to use our gifts and what he wants us to be doing. And it's so beautiful that he's given you that gift. And I think that there are some women listening to this that may be able to relate. Maybe they already like you or like me kind of know what they're called to and what their gifts are. And that's a beautiful blessing. And there might be some women listening to this that are like, yeah, I'm still a little lost and I don't really know yet what I'm good at. And I'm still trying to figure out my gift things. 
So what might you say, Whitney, to someone, some woman out there that's still trying to figure out their unique gift and what they actually enjoy doing? Ooh. Well, I mean, I think we can get a little narrow about um, what our calling is. Because, like, that, leading worship is one thing that I do. But if that's the only time that I am living a life aligned with my calling to love God and love people, then I am failing a vast majority of the time. Um, and so I think even, I think it kind of plays into like, you know, when you're in high school, it's like, what are you going to, where are you going to go to college? What are you going to do when you grow up? And we can get like really narrow in like, what is this one thing? And sometimes I think we overcomplicate it. I think God just wants us to be where he's placed us. And I am lucky enough or whatever, you know, like that I was placed at at Bay Hope Church and had kind of an avenue to get into the worship ministry. And that wasn't because I had like forethought of like when we started going here when I was a kid, like, oh, maybe one day I'll work here, you know, like, but, but, um, I, I don't think it has to be that complicated, you know, or like we just put so much weight on it. Like, where are you? And God doesn't necessarily tell us, or Jesus, when he lived on earth, he doesn't necessarily tell us what to do. He just told us in what manner we should do it. And that is out of love. Um, and that's that's worship in general. You know, we can we can think about worship as singing songs in a room with a bunch of other Christians, but like that's not really how worship is described in the Bible. Worship is the heart that we do things with. Um, and when you think about it that way, the possibilities are endless. Like what? So anyway, for that person, but you know, there is like the more, the, the deeper we get into our relationship with God, um, the more that we discover about ourselves, you know, there's like, God is restoring our identities to what he has in mind for us. And he's given us gifts for a reason. So I think there's a balance too. It's not just like, we'll just sit where you are and be, and you know, don't make a move, you know, because sometimes, I mean, Sam, you make moves, girl. Like I've, I've, you're my friend. So I know this, but like you're faithful where you are. And then when you feel a calling, you step out in faith and you try and have wisdom, you know, uh, with each step. Um, but I don't think, I definitely don't think because I am in front of people that I have more influence than somebody who is in a job or like a, a place in life where they're not, because like we are all around people. And really, if you think about it, like I, I have a lot more influence with the people that I'm close to than the people then that then the people that I'm in front of for like 15 minutes or like on a screen or whatever like that is influence but I think the influence that is most meaningful is the influence that we have around our close people right I love that I think what I'm gathering from what you're saying is this idea that we spend too much time in this analysis paralysis of trying to make the exact right choice of where should I go to school? What should I do for my profession? Mm-hmm. You know, which path do I take? 
instead of just approaching it with a mindset of, well, let me just kind of bloom where I'm planted yeah. and then participate with God and see how he wants to utilize me in and around where I am currently planted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that, I think that it kind of brings me to the to the next question is that this idea of, I guess, we don't have to be a doctor, we don't have to be a lawyer, we don't have to be a mindset coach, we don't have to necessarily be a musician mm-hmm. in order to experience more of God or to be more Christ-like. We can literally use any vehicle that we choose yeah. to be more Christ-like. He gives us that level of freedom and flexibility to decide. Uh, what vehicle we want to use as long as we're choosing to be more Christ-like. Yeah. So in that, I mean, what do you feel, Whitney, that the world needs more of through the power of the Holy Spirit? I think, you know, I had a good answer for this thought up and now I'm forgetting what I was going to (laughs) say. Go from the heart. What does the world need more of through the power of the Holy Spirit? Love. Well, I... Love. Andy says love. Yeah, I know. It's so easy. Um, I think we could all use a lot more wisdom, myself included, but, um, and that wisdom comes from knowing God better. And the way I talk to my middle school girl smogger about it is like, there are a lot of, there are many black and white things that the Bible says and wisdom is knowing what to do in the gaps. Not that there's gaps in the Bible, but you know, like some things God lays out really clearly and other things he guides us and maybe gives us a heart in which we should do things or describes a heart, but like doesn't necessarily give us like a super clear, well, if you're faced with this specific decision, this is what you should do. Or if you have a if you have a platform on social media to say something should it be kind like yes but like this isn't what exactly what you should say but we know it should be kind probably um and so i guess i would say wisdom i and that just comes through spending time with god you know like i can i can set up like a coffee date with you and I can say hello I can send you an email and say hello Sam this is you know how I would like our friendship to go and I (laughs) I will hold the door for you and the next time you will hold the door for me and this is like sort of our rules of engagement but I know how to be around you because I get to know you you know and like I guess that's not like a one-for-one because I don't want to emulate you and you don't want to emulate me the way that we want to emulate Christ. It's kind of a, there's holes in it, but you know, just go with it. Um, but my point is that we really need to know who he is by spending time with him. And from that comes a lot of wisdom that when we use makes our life and the people's lives that we coexist with a lot better. Yeah. So I think what I'm hearing is that wisdom is almost this element of free will where mm-hmm. we may get to choose like like you said there's no exact play by play for handling a particular 
tough challenge or circumstance. So we get to utilize our free will and the wisdom that we get from God's word or through prayer and do our best to be as Christ-like as possible in and around that particular situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you say is the biggest piece of wisdom that God has given you? Ooh, that's so tricky, Sam. That's so tricky. Okay. Um, it was like on the spot, man. What? Uh, what's the biggest piece of wisdom that God is giving me? Through really tough situations, the wisdom that I have learned is like in our faith, we're playing a long game. And in the immediate, things can look really disappointing and can be really disappointing. Um, but the farther back we get and the more perspective we get, I can see ways that God has used some of my biggest disappointments to give me some of my like biggest blessings. And there were things that I thought I was ready for that like maybe I could have been ready for, but not at the level that he was going to give me. Um, And so hopefully I can continue to remember that. You know what I mean? Like it's hindsight's easy, but like that doesn't mean I'm like walking this out perfectly at all. Um, But maybe I would say like just like the wisdom of like perspective and seeing how God's working and hopefully being able to see what he's done to have faithfulness for what he will do. Yeah. I love that. I think that wisdom can be experienced, you know, whether good or horrible or anything in between that somehow in some way refines or shapes our character, mm-hmm. I guess, to be you know, more Christ-like so we can be more aligned um, with him. Yeah. So to kind of bring this all uh, to a close, I'm really big with these podcasts to create some type of call to action. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners, you know, obviously they hear these wonderful stories and kind of get sucked in and could be inspired or hear a new perspective. But ultimately, we want to create calls to action so that people uh, make moves and it serves yeah. to help grow them in their faith. Mm-hmm. So um, to any woman listening, what would you say is like the one insight from your story that you would want them to take away um, that would help them to influence leading an aligned life uh, with God and utilizing their gifts? I think maybe, and this is definitely something I can do as well. Um, So I'll partner with you guys to do this. But I think maybe take an inventory of where you feel like maybe you're stuck in your life. And maybe ask yourself, how have you checked out of that area? And maybe not engaged in the way that God's called you to because it's maybe a little disappointing or you're tired. Um, And so how maybe think about like how we can be a little more faithful in like the mundane or what feels mundane to us um, parts of our life. That's what I would say. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Whitney, for joining us. We've loved having you. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sam. Cool. I think that's a wrap. 